And what is going on, my fellow people of Somewhat Supernatural? Scuba Steve here, bringing you episode seven of Somewhat Supernatural. And today we will be discussing ghosts of my great state of Texas. All right. So, you know, Texas is a huge state and we have tons of hauntings. And, you know, I, living in South Texas, we, we have a lot of urban legends and we have a lot of, you know, just, just things that we've been told and hauntings that we've, that we've, you know, been told about. So I thought you know, what better way to do episode seven than to talk about, you know, what I do, you know, every so often when I go on my paranormal investigations with my team, we're going to talk about, you know, ghosts of the state, you know, of Texas. So first I want to bring on one of my co-hosts once again, making his return from last week. Please help me in welcoming Joe. How's it going, brother? You doing good? <laughs> How you doing, man? Doing great, man. Doing great. That's good, man. And also my second co-host and also a member of Dark Side Paranormal, the one, the only, the ugly, my brother from another mother, Big Mike. How's it going, brother? So bad. Chill it, chill it. Oh, we already got some action in the in the in the chat. What's going on, Johnny D? How you doing, man? So, like I was telling everybody out there, today we are going to be discussing ghosts of texas now what what better thing would we know about than ghosts of texas because that's what we deal with when we do our you know our, our investigations but before we jump into that what's going on fellas joe what's new with you man hey not much uh still recovering from yorktown memorial hospital uh you know nothing nothing much has been going on i still need to go through the footage of that just got the, the external hard drive to save everything on and not right now it's just sifting through the footage trying to get some evidence to put up on our pages that's about it cool mike same thing i mean still recovering from yorktown uh got a lot of shit off my body cam that I've been sharing with y'all, but we're still like analyzing and putting through, uh, it records in little segments on my body cam. So I have to go through each individual clip and the more shit I find on one, it makes me analyze the second one even that much more. So it's going. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I don't think people understand that this, this investigation took a lot out of us. Like it wasn't just, it wasn't just you know, going into a building. And I mean, it drained us by, by four 30, we were done. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. how, how many investigations have we gone on where we're like, Oh, you know, we can go till the sun comes up or, you know, or, or even just chilling at home. You've stayed up till the sun comes up. This was different, man. There was definitely an entity there or entities, multiple entities that drained us of, I mean, mm -hmm. all kinds of energy, man, because oh. I, I I'm only speaking for myself. But after I got scratched, I was done. And it wasn't because I was mentally done. I wanted to keep going. But physically, when when we went back to base camp and I sat there, like I just I couldn't do anything else. You know what I mean? Like I was just yeah, done. You, you fell asleep holding your your rig like this and you just were dozing off. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Somebody just put best supernatural show on the network. We're the only supernatural show on on Project Louder, I think. So that, hey, we're the yeah. best by default. The best of the best, yeah, buddy. Still the best, yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and kick off. Like I said, Mike, I didn't I didn't get a chance to get you the show notes, man. Um, but we're just gonna talk about you know different regions of Texas because Texas is a huge state. So we have tons and tons and tons of hauntings and areas that are haunted. So we're going to start off with hauntings of East Texas. Um, we're just going to talk about one main area and then throw out some honorable mentions. Mike, if, if you know of any of these, feel free to go ahead and give your input, man, because um, I know that you've been in the paranormal game for a long time also. So 
you know, you, you may have experienced some of these. So we're going to go ahead and start off with East Texas and um, a place called Bragg Road. Have you have you guys ever heard of Bragg Road? Sarasota. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've okay. never been there, but I, know, I mean, I've heard about it. Okay, so basically Bragg Road, um, and this is an article by MMPAC. It says Native American tribes, including the Alabama, Cushuta, and Cotto, roamed the area uh, hunting, but it was uncharted territory when settlers arrived in the 1830s seeking solitude to hunt and carve out farms. Swampy, dark, and difficult to penetrate. And sounds like my ex. It was a destination for people who didn't want to be found. Oil and lumber operations rendered the terrain more accessible, but big thicket, a big thicket remained plenty dense and mysterious till today. In the heart of the big thicket is Hardin County, and in the heart of Hardin County is the infamous Bragg Road, home to countless sightings of the Ghost Road Light, aka the Big Thicket Light, the Saratoga Light, and the Bragg Road Light. Those are all different names for it. Um, and the light appears to nighttime travelers on the road between Saratoga and the defunct village of Bragg Station. Um, now, when when I was doing, you know, when I was looking up the article and stuff for this, I have heard of this. And it is something I would like for us to actually go and investigate because there are, I mean, man, if if you Google any of this stuff, like there's pictures, there's articles, like actual news articles, there's, you know, news uh snippets where they've gone and investigate you know or have gone and sent reporters out there to investigate so this is a very well-known east texas haunting um so before the current road was built the arrow straight clearing served as a santa fe railroads branch line built in 1903 from its inception locals considered the line haunted by mexican laborers murdered by a thieving foreman a deserter shot by Confederate soldiers, a hunter lost forever in the woods, and a decapitated railroad brakeman searching for his head. But all the stories are a common theme, a floating light orb, the road replaced... <clears throat> Hold on, I lost my train of thought. The road replaced the railroad tracks in 1934, but the light remains seen by hundreds of people over the decades. In 1997, Hardin County designated Bragg Road as Ghost Road. So the county actually went and designated this as a legit ghost road. Um, So it's a scenic drive park. Um, It's a pretty road, you know, of the woods in the daytime, but it turns into a spooky spot for supernatural sightings by night. Deep, dark woods, an unexplained light. Sounds like a perfect ghost story if you ask me. (laughs) So when I picture this, all I can picture is when we were driving out to Martha Chapel, the way that wow. you know, that the trees oh, were hanging man. over like that, that, I mean, it was creepy, you know, but I, I mean, hell, I wouldn't mind going to see if maybe we can catch one of these lights, you know, have, yeah, have definitely. I mean, you, you have tents, right? I mean, you said you had some tents. Yeah. We could even yeah. camp out out there. Yeah. We'd have, have to find a nice cool night where we're not, you know, drenched yeah, no in shit. sweat, but. <laughs> Fuck that. I mean, we could just take a we could take a note out of out of Mike's playbook and just you know all go sleeveless. We could all do right. that. So, you know, we could. Or yeah, if we, could the Tahoe, we could keep keep the AC on in the Tahoe and just camp out in there. Yeah, true that, true that too. You know, <laughs> but yeah, man. So I I wouldn't mind going to check it out. You know, and when I was looking at these, I was like, this is our this is going to be our list of things to hit up in Texas. You know what I mean? Even if. Yeah. if if we're going, you know, to one investigation, if it's on the way, 
you know, hell, we can always stop and, and try to get some footage of something, you know, even if it's during the daytime, at least, you know, we go check it yeah, out. Make a weekend of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some noticeable East Texas, East Texas mentions that I put on here um, just because I didn't want to put way too many things in there from East Texas. So if you are from East Texas and you do know, and I did not put it on here, I apologize. Just, these are just the ones, these were the big ones that, that I, that I read about, but you're more than welcome to put more on there. That way we can talk about them. The chat yeah. is open. The chat is always open. So if you guys want to talk, go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll respond to you guys. Uh, there's one called the Grove, which is a private home built in Jefferson in 1861. It offers weekend tours. There's a reservation required uh, with stories about a glowing white figure of the original owner, Minerva Fox Stilly. Ghostly victims of the violent Reconstruction era murders known as the Stockade Case and mysterious wet footprints indoors, odd sounds and unexplained odors. So. I've always wanted to go to Jefferson, Texas. When I first started even wanting to be a paranormal investigator, it was because of stories that I had heard about Jefferson, Texas, because apparently Jefferson, Texas is one of the most haunted towns in the state of texas i don't know if you guys have ever heard of uh, yeah i've never heard of jefferson like uh, well i'm not from texas i've been here 15 years now but yeah i've never heard of jefferson and but that place that you just mentioned the grove like that sounds intense that sounds fun it's it's a very small town it's not it's not too big and it's surrounded it's you know it's kind of like a swampy area so it's like surrounded by swamps um oh, okay but there is a lot of history in that town and a lot of negative history, I would say. Hmm. And a lot of the hauntings that are said to be there come from, from those negative things that, that occurred, you know? Um, so I, it's definitely one that I would love to do, you know, especially, you know, from time to time when we get up there, it'd be great to uh, go ahead and, uh, try to get out there another one hey, is yeah is anybody in the room with you just not being weird no why so this would be your right shoulder in the direction you're looking there's like a white door back there uh-huh that one yeah while you were talking there's the door there's the partition of the door where it meets the desk area right there was like a shadow moving back and forth yeah like right there that's why I stopped when I was looking because I thought maybe somebody walked in the room with you and I was waiting for them to come oh, out. But okay, so <laughs> I haven't really said anything, but I think I I think something followed me back from Yorktown. And like I said the other day, what was it the day after we had gotten back from Yorktown? I heard tapping in my tub. Oh shit, sorry, Joe. I, I put you on mute. My bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> um I had heard tapping in my shower and I thought maybe it was like the upstairs neighbor, but it wasn't the upstairs neighbor because the tapping was literally coming like right next to me. And it was like, and then it would stop because I'd be like, Hey, stop it. Stop your shit. And then it would, it would do it again. And I'm like, stop it, stop your shit. And so it just like continuously did it until I got out of the bathroom and it stopped. So I went back in the bathroom like 20 minutes later to go wash my face. And mind you, nobody else is here. It's just me by myself. And then I heard tapping again and I was like, hmm. So either something followed me home or that damn 
keychain that you gave me that I put on my jacket had something attached to it. Yeah. So, well, no, I mean, like, it was it was noticeable enough for me to like turn away and just fixate on your door area there. I thought somebody was going to walk in, so I was waiting for them. But. No, man, because because the only thing is my patio door is right here and it's closed, and then my bedroom door is right here diagonal to me, and nobody's here. I mean, my son's in his room, but he didn't open the door or anything. You know what I mean? He's got yeah. a sound, he's got a sound curtain and everything, and then nobody over here. But I think, you know, if, if something did follow me, it's not anything scary. You know what I mean? Because I haven't felt like freaked out or anything. So didn't you say like the buttons on your microwave are being pushed? Yes. Yeah, they were the buttons on the microwave were just like randomly going off. Like, I don't know if you guys heard it when I sent you the, the video, but you could like if you play it and you listen to it, you can hear, you know, behind my voice that the buttons are being pushed and nobody was here. And the microwave's <laughs> never insane. done that before. So there's another one. Uh, it says the oldest continuously operating hotel in East Texas, the Excelsior House Hotel in Jefferson, is notorious for sightings of a headless man, a woman in black holding a child, and Diamond Bessie murdered by her. In she was murdered by her dude. Director Steven Spielberg told the Dallas Morning News he was spooked while staying there in the 1970s. Have you ever heard of the the Excelsior House? Sounds familiar. Like I feel like I've seen that. Like. On yeah, a paranormal shows on it. I was gonna say I've, I feel like I've seen that on like a paranormal show or something. Mm -hmm. I, I've I've never heard of it. Excelsior sounds familiar. Yeah. I'm gonna let this dog out. Hold on. Thought that was a uh, demon attacking you, Joe. It, it was a demon attacking Joe. That he's got to go. He's got to go grab his Bible and you know pray it out. Oh, uh, <laughs> Texas Reaper, Ricardo, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? We got a. Facebook or uh, uh, YouTube comment right there. And, you know, now that we're actually streaming live on, on a freaking uh, Facebook right or YouTube right now. YouTube. Awesome. I'm back. And Twitch, we are live on Twitch as well. So that, those, those were the hauntings that I looked up. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't get super into detail with it. I just wanted to, to show, you know, that, that Texas is huge. So there are, you know, a lot of places that are deemed haunted. So next we're going to jump over to West Texas. Joe, do you have your show notes? Do you want to, do you want to take this one? Uh, where are we headed to? West Texas. Oh man, you got these out of order. Hold on. No, I do not. West Texas was the next one. No, after, after the Grove and that was I have a uh, South Texas. No, I remember I told you we're moving South Texas, so go on to the next one. Uh, we're gonna save we're gonna save South Texas for last only because, like I said, we have a lot to talk about Yorktown. So Yorktown is my main focus on that one. So we're just gonna we're, we're moving that one to the back. So we're talking West Texas area. We could talk about that hotel in El Paso that recently just came out on Ghost Adventure. Wait, Which oh. one is that? Canseco or something like that? You have your phone in your hand. Check that out real quick. I'm on my phone or I would do it. Oh, uh, you need a Cosmico. Cosmico. I am going, I'm going to give you my goddamn old laptop that I have, which is not even that old. But if you're going to be on the show every so often, I'm giving you the goddamn laptop so that you can be on a damn laptop at least. The camera on it's good too. Right. Maybe we should have our Aww. notes in order. <laughs> you know what? Maybe, maybe, we should, 
Oh, yeah. I think it was the Del Soto Hotel. Wasn't that it? Del Soto's one. And then there's a Cosmico also. That's that's more like towards Marfa. Is that West Texas? It's like mid-Texas. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I, see, I see another haunted Camino. It's uh, Mike's. Yeah. Mike's. Camino it's Mike's hotel. phone. That's who it is, Johnny B. Mike's on his phone right now, and he's fucking phone's blowing up on vibrate. So it happens. It happens. Got a lot of notifications, bro. Oh, shit. Brody Kane all the way from Australia, <laughs> motherfucker. What's going on, brother? Howdy, honky tonks. Howdy, honky tonks. <laughs> all right. So you want to take West Texas? Yeah, sure. We'll uh, we'll hit a hit a few notes on here. Okay, the we got the the Plaza Theater Performing Arts Center. E. Dan Klepper. Yeah, that was I don't the. Know who uh, that is no, that's the person oh, that was, who did the article. Who wrote yeah. the article? Yeah. Okay, El Paso Plaza Theater opened as an opulent movie theater palace in 1930, mm-hmm. operating for 55 years before shutting down in 1985. Before we keep going. There's supposedly an old movie theater downtown here in Corpus that I was mm-hmm. just told about the other day. Yeah, the center, yeah. the center theater. Yeah. Have you guys heard any stories about that? Oh not? yeah, there's tons of stories. There's tons of stories, but the thing is, is I've never been in there. No, yeah. and then you know, I like, know. A, a lot of people like you know they'll send us ideas of like y'all should check out this school or y'all should check out this and blah de blah and that's cool and all like i appreciate that i would like more input but then at the same time if these places aren't able to be legally accessed we can't just go in there you know what i mean like and i i think that's what people don't get is they they think that oh these guys are ghost hunters you know they have you guys done here done this they think we're just gonna go and like just walk in this you know like like the courthouse could we investigate the courthouse yeah Fuck yeah are we going to? Probably not because it's not legal. We want to do things legally because we don't want to give our profession, I guess you would say, a bad name because there's a lot of people that give our profession a bad name because yeah. they don't give a shit. They'll go wherever they want to go. They're going to, you know, they, they don't care what the laws are. We want to be respectful, not only of the laws, but of the spirits that that are there, you know, and mm. So if we can get in there legally, we'll get in there legally, you know, but if, if there's no way for us to get in there, then, Hey, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, I would love to do the center theater because I've seen tons and tons of pictures. If we can get in there legally, we will get in, you know, but I have emailed emailed them and the Ritz before many, many times and I've never gotten a response. So if y'all are watching Ritz and Center Theater people, or you know these people, let them know. I've reached out to them a couple of times, but like I said, we're not going to just go kick in the door somewhere and be like, let's get it. Yeah, you know? no, and, and, we, yeah. We just, and we don't want to bring bad publicity to anybody, you know what I mean? But mm. if these places are haunted and do have some kind of paranormal activity going on, we want to know, you know, if you don't want us to put it out, we won't put it out there, you know, because we've done investigations where we didn't put any anything, anything out about it because we're being respectful of the area that we were at. You know what I mean? So but yeah, so if you are watching, like Mike said, anybody from the Center Theater in the Ritz, you know, we are very interested in doing an investigation on your property and we will not charge anything. We do, we will do it for free. We'll sign waivers. We'll you know, we're down. We are down. Let's do it. Also, those of you that are watching, we are looking for a secretary for 
dark side paranormal. A volunteer secretary. So basically what your job would be, well, basically what your job would be, your job would be to help us book investigations. There's no guarantee that you will go on investigations with us at first. Will we take you on investigations eventually? Yes, but you have to prove yourself, you know. Um, so we are looking for someone to jump on and be a part of the team behind the scenes. Um, you'll basically talk to people. You will get, um, you know, good good phone numbers for, for investigations and whatnot. You will get, um, you know, locations that need to be found you know you'll 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 talk to the people for us book them for us that way they know that we are a legit group so if you are interested you know and it would help if you're local in corporate because so if you are interested let, let us know and uh shoot us a message on the uh dark side paranormal facebook page and we will set up a zoom interview with you and like I said, we're not going to take you right away on investigations, um, but we do want somebody to join the team, male, female, doesn't matter. We just want somebody who is going to assist us with booking these events. You're basically going to be our oracle for the team. So you're going to be our go-to person. That was something that we had discussed. So we'll be posting more details on the page later on, but this is just a uh, a heads up to those of you that are watching tonight yeah, that may be public service announcement public yes. service announcement <laughs> yes and it, and if you get us into some good places you're almost guaranteed to go on one of these good places with us i mean oh yeah well, we're trying to get into some high high you know i don't want to say high price places but some notoriety places places mm -hmm. that are well known yeah places with notoriety you know that that would Definitely. be so we um moving on jumping back into oh, yes. the topic at hand we're talking about the plaza theater performing arts center in el paso oh yes it says the the plaza has a bunch of creepy tales uh feature all the usual the the usual suspects drifting woman in white materializing man in black vanishing child bouncing a ball like most ghost stories, uh, the variancy lies in retelling rather than reoccurring. Um, I, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff with the floating women in white throughout various places. Yep. Uh, obviously, a, a materializing black shadow as a man, common. But a vanishing child bouncing a ball, I've never heard of. Well, I and mean, that's creepy. We've heard we've heard of children ghosts, you know what I mean? And and there's yeah. always some kind of like physical activity with a ball, you know what I mean? But I've never heard of one that like manifests its own ghost ball and is, you know ball and bouncing it and then vanishes. Yeah, yeah but you're yeah, right. That's... You're right about there being a lot of ladies in white, men in black type hauntings, you know? Yeah, it's just uh to me, that's one of the most common things. When I when I hear about a, a place that's haunted, a woman in white is usually one of the first things I hear or, you know, black shadow figure. That's, uh, that's exactly right, Ricardo. We are looking for Janine. Exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's move on a little bit here. Okay. Um, a, lot, a lot of the stuff that also... Uh, occurs there uh, orbs lights shadows 
physical manipulation of electrical components, you know, flipping light switches on and off, draining batteries, um, objects moving independently, sounds without sources, manifestations uh, such as touch, smell, temperature changes. Um, together, this suggests a more dynamic and, you know, more dynamic ghost story, uh, what you might call a real haunting. Um, that, that's pretty much it on it. it says intelligent people don't believe in ghosts, exclaimed a 90-year-old Charles Russell, the plaza manager from 1940 to 1951. During his interview in 2006, or commemorating the reopening, while I consider myself to be intelligent, if you haven't spent the night in the plaza theater, you might change your mind. So... Even even the guy who owned it considers himself very intelligent, but if you stay the night there, you'll probably start believing in ghosts. You know, and mm-hmm. and I feel like that's half of the st- I mean, but you know, it's like not every time you stay somewhere and not every time you do an investigation do you get activity. You know, and that's mm-hmm. that's the frustrating part is I wish that every single you know, investigation that we went on, we got some type of activity, which which for the most part we have. But then there's been times where we're just kind of yeah. sitting there in the dark and it's like, okay, something. Yeah, even, even like even like the Lexington, I mean, we got some stuff, but for the stories and the sheer size of the place and the history, I expected a lot more. Granted, there was probably a lot, lot of outside, you know, noise contamination being there's lots of groups of people there um that's another place i would love to talk to what's his name chief bill or whatever his name is oh, yeah, bill, bill. shout out to bill wherever bill is shout yeah out bill. and if we could get in touch with him and see what it would take for just just our team to stay the night there i think we could get a lot more evidence that, there. that's like thousands i guarantee you guarantee you that is in the uh, thousands <laughs> I don't know. It starts I mean, off at it, fifteen. You think fifteen? Fifteen hundred. Yeah, bro, that's only five hundred each, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it's it. It's only five hundred, bro. It's only five hundred. Oh, if TJ goes, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's only five hundred each, bro. It's only five hundred. And, <laughs> and they got like you know they got a lot of stick. I mean, because it is a historic site, just like a lot of historic sites, they have a lot of stipulations. Uh, one of them being, you know, guides have to be just like when we went. Like you have to have guides. You cannot go by yourself. Oh well, dude, uh, yeah, naturally, because like those those hallways are narrow. I can't tell you how many times I bumped my head just walking in there in the dark. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, and then with all the ho- like you know compartments and stuff, like it's easy to like lose yourself in there and then just fall through like a hole and like break your neck or something. You know what I mean? And and die. And die and become ghosts. And become become the legend on the Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> they were and then like you know like a lot of people I think don't understand also for those of y'all that are watching, I mean these big locations that we do do, we have to pay for them. <laughs> so like yeah. you know and they're not cheap. You know what I mean? No, like they're not, I mean, they're, not, they're, not. they're not like I mean, outrageous, but they're not cheap. So, you know, that also plays into part of what we were talking about last time when people are like, oh, I want to go. And it's like, there is a lot of stuff that goes on behind this besides just showing up and filming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of them being payment. And it's not that I uh, want to include you in there, but like one of the things we brought up at one point was, 
you know, our core group has paid, let's get in there and let us do our thing for something of that grand of a scale, you know, especially like yeah. Yorktown. So. Yeah. You know, and, and like, like we say, we will never charge anybody for an investigation. You know what I mean? But we don't mind paying to do an investigation, especially if it's a huge investigation like Yorktown or like the Hallettsville yeah. j- jail or, uh, where the hell did we go? Uh, in the Nazareth in, in uh, mm-hmm. in mineral wells, you know, we don't mind paying for, for things like that, especially if we can get them by ourselves, which is the yeah. main goal. Could we go to, you know, these, these, you know, haunted tours? Yeah. But really it's not, it's not, fun to go with those lame so many people not that they're lame and and they're not lame man we had fun when we went you know what i mean and we got some stuff but yes it's better when it's just your core group by yourself because you get to focus on what you are doing you know yeah and plus if you hear something you know our, our group we know how each other sound so if you hear a voice and we're the only ones there you know, it's it's hard to dismiss that when, you know, versus where there's large groups of people there and you hear a voice, it could just be another group, you know, two rooms away. But, you know, like yeah. like at the Nazareth, you know, when we were, you know, because we were the only we went all the way up to the top floor and then everybody left and we started all walking down and we were on what the second floor, or the third floor from the top. And we heard banging above us and there was nobody up there, nobody at all, because Mike and I were the last ones to walk down and we made sure we were the last ones to walk down. And so when we got out of the stairwell, we heard boom, boom. And we were like, what the fuck? And we ran up those stairs, you know, trying to go see if anybody was there. There was nobody there, but we never heard the bangs and it came from the top floor. And so when we got up there. there's like a wooden step and like a a little like uh, a rise right there i stood up there and i was like dude and i jumped and that's what it was like if somebody had jumped on that wood on on that little you know uh deck area and that's what that sound was but there was nobody up there and we even looked outside to make sure like nobody was like hiding on the roof to try to like freak us out (laughs) or anything there was nobody there man it was crazy so you know is is that a place we could get into just our yes yes Yeah, yes. it's available to rent. The but the drive sucks. It felt like we were never going to fucking get there. It sucks a lot if you're old. Fuck you. You didn't have to drive. <laughs> you were able to fucking sleep the whole way. Shut up. Switch drivers, fool. <laughs> How no. much is it to to rent it out for just us? Uh, to be honest, uh, it's probably in the range of Yorktown. Okay. And it's At not as how, how big is it? It's, it's not huge. As big as Yorktown. Yeah, but it's not as big as Yorktown. It's seven floors, but they're not as big as. But it's not as big as Yorktown. I don't think it's as big as Yorktown. As I big as size, or as big as in like stories, like. Uh, okay, like to be honest, Yorktown probably has more notoriety and more stories about it and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. But the Nazareth, I mean, it has its tales. It has its stories, and the you know pulling up to it, the size of it is pretty much intimidating because it's just seven straight floors. And then they do have a basement and shit like that. So, I mean, and Yorktown's probably going to win the notoriety war. Yeah, notoriety-wise, Yorktown has it. But, I mean, they have a crematorium or an old crematorium mm. that was out there. Um, I mean, it's 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 creepy. But, like I said, we didn't get it by ourselves. So, it was like, yeah, 
Oh, well, you know what, Ricardo? Ricardo said he drives all the time. Well, you know what, Ricardo? When we're hiring a driver to drive us, I don't want to say hiring because we're not going to pay you. But when we need a driver, (laughs) when we need a driver, guess what? You got the job, bro. You are our driver. We'll pay for gas and snacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you we're going to be taking my Tahoe, but you're going to drive. I trust you. We're family, so I trust you. And then, you know, also, like, we were talking about, like, going on these, you know, yeah, we could go on a group, like, ghost tour, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but there is a huge difference between going on a ghost tour and going on a ghost investigation. Yes, because if I yeah. take you on a tour, I'm going to walk you outside of the courthouse and be like, yep, yeah, this place is haunted. Here's some fucked up stories. If I take you on an investigation, I'm taking you inside. We're going to be there probably Everywhere. talking to the dark for hours. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot different. Yeah. And that's what people, leg work. Get. people do not get that, you know, cause they go on these ghost tours. They're like, Oh my God. Or they'll tag me in the ghost tours. And I'm like, okay, but you're not going inside any of those places, you know, and they make it seem with their advertising that, you are going to be allowed inside these places and that's not the case you know you are not legally allowed inside that courthouse if you see anything advertised you know oh come inside the noises county court we're gonna do a a tour of the noise yeah you're gonna do a tour of around the fucking building you know and same thing with heritage park you're gonna tour the houses of heritage park but not inside you're gonna walk around the houses and they're gonna tell you ghost stories that's all a ghost tour is so the, the heritage park that that's the houses down by uh, American Bank Center. Yeah, I want to get into those. You know, and Honestly, there, I, I just heard stories. There is a way. There is a way. Um, I forget who you have to contact, but there is a way to get in there. Um, and we could no, probably the historical society. Yeah. So we, we could probably get in there if we. I think we have to make some kind of donation or something, which is fine. I mean, I don't. I don't right, mind yeah. doing that. Um, yeah, but we got we got big, we got big baller Mike over here with his GameStop stock. So, yeah. oh man, yeah. baby, he's gonna be funding all of our go trips. Fuck yeah! So we're gonna jump into Central Texas right now, and the A and I Engineer Building, formerly the Animal Industries Building, it's in College Station. Uh, in College Station in 1959, Roy Simmons, foreman of the Meat Locker in Texas A and M University's old Animal Industries Building was performing a routine butchery of bacon sla- on a bacon slab. As he was cutting towards himself, the knife slipped in his hand, stabbing his leg near his groin. Now, this is legit. I found the actual article of, of this guy's death. The blade cut open his femoral artery. His assistant, who'd stepped for a moment, returned to find him bleeding out on the floor. An ambulance was summoned, but in vain. Sims died before he could be removed from the building. Sims' death was a tragic accident, but it doesn't take much for tragic accidents to take on a more ghostly cast. In the daytime, we never thought much about ghosts or strange occurrences, says Jeffrey Savell, a Texas A&M professor who was an undergrad and a grad student in the 70s. It was the nights when we were in the meat laboratory conducting research, usually by ourselves, that one would hear strange noises or feel like you were not alone. Over the years, over the years, Savell says students and custodians working in the bowels of the building have reported invisible footsteps, strange noises, and objects scattered far from their original resting spots. Savell attributes many of the stories to the natural spookiness of an old building and noisy machinery such as the elevator and refrigeration compressors. A series of renovations of the building have turned the site of Sims' accident into an office space. 
Whether or not Sims goes to roams the hallways, Savelle says one thing keeping the memory alive is the lesson offered by his death. It became a precautionary tale each semester as we visited with the students about safety and meat cutting. It gets their attention when you tell them that someone lost their life because of a knife accident. You know, and I always say when I see a sign posted and I'm like, why the hell would they have a sign posted? Like no swimming in this pond. You know, mm -hmm. well, somebody had to have gone swimming in there and hurt themselves or something. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. this tale I actually had heard of because my cousin lived in College Station and we were I don't remember who it was. One of his friends or somebody. Their uncle was was in college at the time and we were all outside telling ghost stories or whatever and he ended up coming up and telling us this exact story but he said that he experienced something there he was there and that you know things started going crazy and stuff started moving like off the shelves while he was in there and stuff so it, it kind of freaked us out a little bit but i mean we were kids when we heard it so it, it, this one is actually something that i've heard of that is legit i actually died there and I wanted to make sure that, you know, it was legit and that he actually fucking died there. And and he did. He did. You can find his obituary online. So yeah, I actually read up on this place uh, before we went to Yorktown because I was already looking at other places that I think we should go to. And I read up on that one. Yeah. And yeah, that, that one sounds fun. I mean, and that one would be cool, but I think it it's still in use as part of the school. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, would, it, it would be very hard because there, you know, it's like like uh, Delmar here. The whole, you know, the whole what is like the English department is like extremely yeah. fucking haunted or something. And yeah, the arts, like, the performing arts building, I think. Yeah, so. and there's like legit videos of this shit, but Delmar's not going to let you go in there and fucking investigate. You know what I mean? Which it would be cool if anybody knows the Delmar president. Get us in, hey, get us in. Yeah, Mr. Delmar. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Delmar. Yeah, Mr. Delmar, talking to you. Mr. Mar. Ricardo said someone stupid had to have done it for a sign warning label to be made. Check the curling it's iron. Label. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so the honorable mentions of Central Texas were the Driscoll, Driscoll Hotel in Austin. Austin. Yeah, it features some spooky apparitions, including the ghost of a bride who supposedly committed suicide there and the ghost of a little girl who died on the grand staircase. Large ghost tours are not allowed to, to visit, but you can always take a peek inside by yourself or book a room for the night. So that that mm -hmm. with the whole ghost tour thing, you know what I mean? Like people don't want that kind of notoriety for their business, especially if it's still a business that's you know making money, that's still today. running. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the University of Texas historic Littlefield home in Austin was the last home of Alice Littlefield, who passed in 1935 and has been reported to play the piano and move objects around. While not open to the public, the exterior can still be visited. I've never heard of any of these places in Austin. I just kind of try to stay away from Austin because, you know, it's Austin. Sixth Street. Yeah, I mean, unless it's Sixth Street, but I haven't been to Sixth Street in years. I'm too old for Sixth Street now. I'll tell you, the best place I've ever ate barbecue is right outside of Austin or Round Rock. No, driftwood. It's Salt Lake Barbecue. Salt Lake Barbecue. Salt Lake. Yes, sir. So the last honorable mention is the drive from Wimberley to Blanco is known as the Devil's the Devil's Backbone and contains its own history of phantom riders, undead settlers, as well as gorgeous hill country hill country vistas with a haunted history. 
So that'd be kind of cool to go and and rent like, you know, one of the little villas they have out there and just do a ghost hunt. That'd be kind of cool. That would be pretty neat. They they also have, uh, I know, like little cottages and places you can uh, rent out by the, uh, what are they called? The Marva Lights or whatever it's called. Marfa, Marfa, Texas. Yeah, Marfa. Marfa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have Yeah, they they do. They have teepees like right across the, the street and a whole bunch of places you can camp out there. Ricardo asked, have the battlegrounds of Goliad had uh, been investigated? Not by us. They haven't, but they have been investigated. And um, I think, is that the place where you can rent the room? Yeah. Yeah. You can rent a room there. So, yeah, you can, you can uh, rent out rooms there. I know a lot of the, the, the old, you know, presidios and stuff. They, they have like hotel rooms now where you can actually go and stay and stuff, but. I don't know about like investigators that go. Ricardo says, I woke up on 6th Street once. Hey, me too. And my head hurt <laughs> really bad. I was really hungover. So we're gonna move, yeah, we're gonna move on to North Texas and the Goatman's Bridge. So we've all heard this tale of the Goatman's Bridge. And those of you who haven't. Well, were we supposed to go there or were yeah, we talking we, about going there? We were. <laughs> well, okay. So TJ, Mike and I were going to go when we went to Mineral Wells, but I'm telling you that uh, drive took forever because I was like, oh, we're supposed <laughs> to be here at this time. And it, dude, it felt like we were never going to get there. Like it was weird. Like that drive, it felt like we were going nowhere. Like it, it was just, it was, it was weird. It was fucking weird. And then we kept joking that. We're probably not even really driving. We're just wake up in the damn uh, in the hotel. What was the fucking hotel we stayed at? Emily Morgan. Emily Morgan. We stayed in the haunted rooms at the Emily Morgan, and that was the joke. The whole drive was watch, watch. We're gonna close our eyes and wake up in the bed of the Emily Morgan, and none of this fucking happened yet. <laughs> so, you guys want to give a little? Have any of you ever been to the Goatman's Bridge, Mike? Have you ever been? Uh, I've never been there. Uh, I mean. The Goatman's Bridge is one of those places that people have investigated, hear stories about all the time. And then on the opposite spectrum of that, there's people that are like, there ain't shit there. Nothing ever happened there. You know what I mean? Like a lot of locations. So I didn't really make it an effort to drive like seven hours for the possibility, especially during the, uh, you know, the temperatures that I was thinking about going. So So those of you that don't know. Those of you that don't know about the Goatman's Bridge, uh, most residents of Denton are familiar with the tale of the Goatman's Bridge. But if you aren't, legend says a group of Klansmen murdered a beloved black goat farmer on Old Alton Bridge in 1938. Fucking Joe. It's not me. Joe. The black goat farmer was... Hold on. The black goat farmer was endearingly called Goatman by the residents of Denton. The Klansmen crossed the bridge with their headlights off and lynched the Goatman off the side of the bridge. Eventually, the Klansmen decided to go back and kill Goatman's family. And that's where they fucked up. Legend has it that the Goatman spirit lingers in the woods surrounding the bridge. And those who turn off their headlights while crossing the bridge will see Goatman on the other side. Um, the person in this article said that they put it to test. Uh, they put the test the theory and attempted the urban legend with a friend uh besides a creepy chill they didn't experience anything so like you said some people say hey it's the most haunted shit ever and some people don't experience shit um 
you can go at your own risk. Uh, maybe you'll find the goat man on the other side. Who knows? I know ghost adventures went there, didn't they? Yeah. Goat man bridge. And they didn't, they didn't really find anything. I mean, there was nothing. They, they heard stuff in the woods. Spots. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. So honorable mentions in North Texas, the Baker hotel, the Baker hotel yes. has so many hauntings and ghost stories. It's, I, I didn't list them all just because it was so goddamn many. There was, I mean, oh, so yeah. many famous people went there back in the day, you know, and, and there's, it's a huge hotel, literally in a small ass town. And yeah. it just, you know, when we were driving to Mineral Wells, it, it just blew my mind how we were miles away and all you saw were trees, trees everywhere. And then all of a sudden you see this building just like, popping up over the tree line like out of nowhere and then we got close i was like holy shit this thing is is huge now they are they are renovating it um and i think it's slated to open in what 2022 or something like that something like that yeah yeah so once it does open up so it's not open right now no No. they are renovating it to reopen it you can't go on there this week oh man you cannot say, man, if we can get in there with nobody there. Nope. There are signs posted all over. There are cameras everywhere. And it says, if you are caught on this property, you will be, uh, because there, it's a historical landmark. So you will yeah. be hit with a felony. No, I, I was saying if we could get in touch, like since they're not in business, no, we could get in touch with the owners. The, the, the closest thing we're going to be able to do is once it opens, we go rent a room. That's yeah. it's like, it's like the yeah. Cecil hotel. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah. We can go to the Cecil Hotel, but they ain't gonna close it down for us like they did for for Ghost Adventure. That's what I'm saying. Like, but if they're not if they're not losing money by having us there anyway, because they're not written out anything anyway right now. Well, yeah, I, mean, but I don't. I, I think because of the construction that's going on, it's a liability, so they don't want anybody up there messing around. You know, and then that you kind of lose the uh, the allure of having the most haunted building if we go in there and don't see shit. And we're like, this place blows. And then it opens yeah. and nobody wants to go. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to yeah. take that risk too. So the cast in the shadow of the Baker Hotel sits Haunted Hill House, 125 feet away. With direct ties to the hotel, this home once hosted bootleggers, prostitutes, my favorite. And gambling in secret for those who wanted to misbehave with discretion. Over the years, several deaths have occurred here, and the spirits still wander among the halls as if the place is their own. We did talk about going there and renting out the Hill House there in Mineral Wells um, while we were there. I don't know that we will ever get to do it. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but like we could make a weekend out of that. Like if we rented the Nazareth and then stayed at the house or stayed at the house and then State of the Nazareth the next night. You know what I mean? That'd be nice. Yeah. So there's also Arlington's Lost Cemetery of Infants. I'm going to give wow. a little little back story to that one. Back in 1894, Reverend James Tony Upchurch created the Barachat Bar- Industrial Home Redemption and Protection of Erring Girls. Women were taught employable skills that could help them rejoin society. The institute turned into a self-sustaining village that eventually morphed into an orphanage by 1935. The only thing that remains of the land um, is the well-hidden graveyard, the lost cemetery of infants. Um, most likely uh, marks the graves of stillbirth of stillbirths and complications that that occurred there. Um, activity reported includes shadowy figures seen darting, be- sensation of being watched. The sound of children's voices and small toys appearing and disappearing off graves. 
So that's oh. another haunted cemetery story right there. Nice. Another one for our list. Yes, sir. I mean, and cemeteries are cool. Like, I don't mind doing cemetery investigations. It's just yeah. as long as, long as, as it's not like like Martha Chapel was great, but man, there was too many idiots that kept showing up. If we could have got that one to ourselves, it would have been great. That one would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Ricardo said ghost prostitution. So spectral herpes. Look, if Ray can get blown by a ghost in Ghostbusters, I mean, anything is possible. All right. Hey, Bobby Brown did it too. He says. Okay. Well, I mean, can we really believe anything Bobby Brown says, though? Yeah, of course we can. <laughs> All right, Joe, you want to take the next one? We are moving on to the Gulf Coast. Man, I gotta scroll around here. Hold on, slacking rooks, slacking. Oh, I was all out of order here. Someone would have organized this better. Look, this is about chaos. All right, it's about chaos. We don't we don't do organization. Chaos. You got the notes. That's all that matters. See, Mike. Okay, well, even, okay. if I, even if I sent the notes to you, Mike, you wouldn't be able to look at them because you're on your phone. So, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I have a thing called a memory, not like you old people. I don't know. You're kind of old too, bro. You're not as young as you used to be. True. <laughs> you're not as, you're not as young as you were three years ago. You're not as young oh. as you were when I met you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe, take it away. Right. Hey, bringing it to. All right, we got Coast. Yeah, we got the Headley Row. First thing I never heard of this one, so this is new to me. Uh, okay, it says it's not surprising that Headley Row is a hot spot for supernatural activity. Completed between 1855 and 1858 for shippers and cotton brokers, it was the town's tallest structure during the Civil War. Uh, now, now, what city was this in? Does it say? Uh, in the city of Galveston. Oh, okay, yeah, it says further down. Okay. Yeah, I want to say this was Galveston. Yeah, I was wondering because if it's the tallest building. Okay. Anyway, okay. Lost my spot. Tallest structure. Okay. Uh, the roof doubled as a Confederate lookout for Union ships, Galveston, and nearby barrier islands. History have been laced with tragedy. It was the site of the bloody Civil War fight, serial epidemics of yellow fever, uh, Hurricanes blasted through it regularly. The 1900 storm left 12,000 casualties. It was the worst natural disaster in U.S. history. Uh, no wonder Texas writer Brian Woodley from Galveston, an old cemetery with beach attached, the resident ghost of Headley Road represented aspects of Galveston history. Um, so what storm was that in 1900? It, it doesn't say which hurricane it was. I think that's the biggest. Uh, what the hell was it called? 1900 hurricane. Oh, look at that. It popped up. First one that popped up in Galveston was drum roll. Uh, it just says the great Galveston storm came ashore the night of September 8th, 1900 with an estimated strength of a category four it remains the deadliest natural disaster and the worst hurricane in U.S. history from from 6,000 to 12,000 people died on Galveston Island and the mainland, Texas, Texas' most advanced city was destroyed. It doesn't say the name, though. Maybe they didn't name them back then. Probably not, because it's not like they could. It's not like they could 
fucking predict. Yeah, they they didn't have the news and everything like yeah, that. They, so they probably didn't need anyone. They didn't have the news and were like, a hurricane fucking Esteban's coming to rip you a new asshole. Run. Right. It would just get dark and they'd be like, well, is this a what the hell's going on here? Hurricane ass kicker rolled through. Goddamn, dude! This hurricane caused thirty-five point four million dollars in damage. That's back, a lot then. back then, back then, wow, that's that insane. That. I wonder if that would translate to today's market. <laughs> I don't know, man. It says uh, the, high, the highest wind speed was one hundred and forty-five miles per hour. Wow, there's a category that's four. Oh, you want to know what it would what it would be that today is one point zero nine seven billion dollars of damage. That's that's, that's what it attributes. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> shut the shut the hell up. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay, there's a, a Confederate soldier seen on the roof around the building. Uh, what building? It does not say. <laughs> Oh, just road. that building. That's the name, the Hesley Road. That's the name of the, the building. Oh, okay. I thought it was like row, you know, like Skid Row is like a street. Oh, my God. That makes, no. that makes sense. Okay, well, there's a Confederate soldier seen on the on the roof of the building. A bloody teenager, quote, factory. Uh, I guess it's on the building, too, in the back in the cotton grading days. The lady in white... Another lady in white. Another fucking lady in white. Uh, they're everywhere. White ladies everywhere. <laughs> the lady in white went around playing, and a little boy and a little girl, thought to be from the night the the storm in nineteen hundred. The upper floors house apartments. Now is that back then, or do they house apartments today? Because that. Oh, right be, now, right now they have apartments and offices now. Those are some brave souls up there. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. The Headley Market glass ceiling reveals views of stairs and landings and perhaps apparitions. During renovations, workers reported tools mysteriously moving around, which that actually had, that was happening in the uh, the Smith building downtown. Yeah. They had reports it, it, that video was always being thrown around. Yep. Yep. That, and that video yeah. is intense. Like that was a, that was a great yeah. And those are apartment buildings now, too, the Smith yep. Building. Yep. Those are some brave people, unless they just don't know the history. But, uh, okay, Jenkins, a staff member, recalls other spooky experiences some years ago. A friend gave her an old photo of Dr. Wilbur from a, house on, <laughs> from a house on Church Street that will always be displayed in the shop. When Hurricane Ike... Okay, it was in 2008. Was Ike in 2008? Yeah. No, I thought that was... Okay, yeah, Katrina was before Ike. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I don't know. Let's make that sure. I, I drank my history. Then I have no idea. <laughs> okay, the photo went undamaged while other things went destroyed. There was 10 feet of water in there. That's insane. So imagine, I have eight-foot ceilings, I think. That's unimaginable. Okay, staff. Uh, the staff follows a three-person pack-up routine and ensures candles are completely extinguished, even dousing them with water. Even almost every year, one or more candles are burning the next morning. And Jenkins has photos of lighted candles at night 
taken by the passerby through the shop through the shop window. Perhaps Doctor Wilbur is still afraid of the dark. Shit, I'm evidently they they extinguish the candles at night, douse them with water, and in the morning they're relit. Yeah, that's crazy. So we're just going to breeze through the honorable mentions. There's the Ashton Villa that was built in 1859 by by a wealthy businessman. Uh, Reported resident ghosts are Brown's daughters, the the adventurous Betty Brown and the piano playing Tilly Brown. There's also the majestic Hotel Galvez. uh, And they have ghost tours that you can do with tales of spooky occurrences and spirit sightings. Uh, There's also the third iteration of the elegant Tremont House. Um, that features ghosts as well as physical vestiges of earlier incarnations, including uh, Civil War soldier, the mischievous small boy Jimmy, and the gambler Sam murdered for his winnings. Um, also in Houston's Market Square, La Caref Wine Bar, built in 1860, is the oldest commercial property in the city, is home to a ghost of, bar- of a bartender slash manager named Carl. And then also the USS Lexington an aircraft carrier used during World War II. Uh, you can take self-guided tours of the decommissioned ship where you just might encounter Charlie, the polite seaman in white. <laughs> seaman in white. <laughs> He's a seaman in white. We made that joke so many times. Yeah. And other ghostly sailors or uniform or a uniform Japanese pilot. I, I don't think I ever went through all of my footage of, of the Lexington investigation so i don't know if we got any like japanese talking or anything but how fucking insane would that be if we be insane be super i gotta insane. say what what up to my boy brent rogers he's a old navy buddy of mine he's on the chat on facebook what's up rogers ricardo said the hurricane name as i say the names get reused unless retired I don't, I've never heard of a Hurricane Steven. I want, I want a Hurricane Steven. It doesn't sound that threatening. Shut the hell up. It's threatening. Yeah. It's gonna it be sounds a, old. It's going to be a sounds like more of a... It's going to be the like first... like a drizzle. It's going to be the first Category 17 hurricane you want. The Steven hurricanes go negative. Oh, they whatever. don't even ruin anyone's day or yeah. <laughs> it's just humid it's just humid as yeah. outside it's like it's humid. like early morning dew on the grass <laughs> yeah. so before we get into our last topic of south texas uh which i don't know why the hell gulf coast and south texas were fucking split differently because it's literally the same yeah. like it's all the same shit lexington should have been on south texas but i was like wait isn't the lexington and south texas <laughs> well i guess yeah, yeah. I guess according to the interwebs they they uh it's not the same so honorable we're going to talk about the honorable mentions of this one first before we do the main topic because it's going to be our last topic and we have a lot to talk about this one uh, honorable mentions are the Donkey Lady, which is a local variant of the Weeping Ghost La Llorona in San Antonio, Texas. It is said to haunt the Donkey Lady Bridge. Also, at the Alamo, you may hear ghostly whispers or see the shade of a Mexican soldier. The shade. I know yours. Yes, the shade, like the the cheekless, like. Like a dark apparition, I just wanted to say it cool, like the shade. Oh. So, also, a stay at the Emily Morgan Hotel is reputed to expose visitors to whole floors of ghostly visitations, including phantom visions of the building's past. 
as a hospital. We encountered some pretty cool shit there at the Emily Morgan when we stayed there. We heard a phone ring out of nowhere and it sounded like an old ass phone. It wasn't a cell phone. And yeah. it, wasn't it like three o'clock in the morning? Like it was it was mm-hmm. intense. And then in Goliad at the Presidio La Bahia, La Bahia commemorates the Goliad massacre with Spanish speaking culture guys, humming women, and a spooky flock of vultures. Oh. Oh. That sounds better than a flock of seagulls. And I, <laughs> I ran so far away. All right. Anyways, so we will be discussing last, but definitely not least. The Yorktown Memorial Hospital, which is where we just did our investigation this past weekend. Let me read a little bit about this, and then we can talk about our experiences. From the outside, the Yorktown Memorial Hospital looks like the definition of haunted 30,000 square feet with with granite and concrete all over, overgrown bushes all around its sides. Broken windows lead into a black interior. The door is chained shut. Inside the building, a cool breeze wafts down the dark hallway, leaves press against dusty windows, and wasps crawl along the walls. I didn't see any wasps. I saw a lot of nests. I saw a lot of Yeah, there was tons of nests, but I didn't see any wasps. So the Yorktown Memorial Hospital was originally built in 1950 and managed, and it was managed by the Felician Sisters of the Roman Catholic Church. The facility contains two main floors, a basement, two wings, a chapel, and an observate tower. The hospital closed in 1986 after a new facility opened in nearby Cuero. From then on, the building operated as a drug rehab facility, but the state closed it in 1992. The building sat empty, attracting stories of terrible malpractice and lurid misbehavior. Rumor has it that hundreds of patients died there. It's also acquired a lasting reputation for ghosts. There are stories of patients killed by neglected or surgical mistake and the ghost of the surgeon who is often held responsible. A fearsome black specter with red eyes has been reported to haunt the chapel and growl when Bible verses are read there. A former caretaker says she once saw the ghost of a young man staring out from behind the locked doors. A bullet wound with a bullet wound in his head. The spirits of the nuns residing on the second floor are said to push and scratch at men with tattoos. Yes, that shit happens and it fucking happened. <clears throat> Many have experienced feelings of oppressive weight and cold spot. Unseen things touching you in the dark. Just walking through the building makes you jittery and hearing footsteps and faint moan sounds adds to the jitters. A lot of awful things went on here, <clears throat> the caretaker said. The place, the place freaks me out. The vibe's not good. Once you shut those doors and you get in there, you forget there's even anything beyond the hospital. The hospital is on private property and has been a popular spot for ghost tours since the building was acquired by Joanne Marks Rivera, owner of the Black Swan Inn. Now, this one, I was very, very, I loved the fact that we got to investigate this mainly because it was on ghost adventures. You know what I mean? Tons of people have investigated this. I don't give a shit what other ghost group did it before we did it or whatnot. I don't care about that. We got to investigate it. We got some great evidence, legit evidence. And I mean, it's it's just wow. Like once we put this this footage out, because we put a little bit out, but I don't think people understand 
the amount of things that we caught and the amount of things that occurred when we weren't live streaming and we did not oh yeah we did not fake any of anything that happened that night everything was 100% legit and i put that on my reputation like, it, it, even before we even broke the cameras out yeah just the initial walkthrough yeah was insane i mean me and mike both saw a shadow crossing the hallway when i first went into the chapel for the first time my knees buckled. I got disoriented. I was like, oh, my God. I even told Mike, I'm like, man, it was insane just being in there for the first time. It was insane. Mike? Yeah, man, like Joe said, I mean, right when we're doing an initial walkthrough of the building, no cameras, no anything, not even flashlights, you know, just our cell phones in our hands, getting a feel for the building. Joe and I are at one in the hallway, and we both turn, and for whatever reason, how it happens like this sometimes – we're both looking down the same direction, the same hallway, and we both watch the light from the middle of the hallway. It's dark on this side, dark on that side. There's a light shining through the middle. You can you faintly see, and we see a shadow clear as day walk from one side to the other, just pass right in front of us. And we both just stopped and stared and looked at each other. We're like, did you see that? <laughs> and we both pointed at the same time, like, dude. And at this point, TJ and I were on the opposite end of you guys. You know what I mean? We were in a totally different area in a different room, but the door was locked. There was nobody else in there with us. So there is no possible way that somebody else walked across that hallway. The caretaker let us in, showed us how to lock the door. We locked the door and we went on our, you know, first walkthrough of the building before we set up equipment. And man, the, like I just said, I can't even tell you guys the amount of things that occurred from fucking Mike got possessed. I don't give a shit what anybody says. The video proves throwing up. Yeah, it something, was so it, something tried to fucking jump in your body, bro. Like no, I think it did for a little bit because you were out of it. We were asking you questions. Oh, yeah. And you were just like, like, just yeah, dude, he was staring directly into my lens of my camera. Just giving me a look like he wasn't there. Like there was no question of my mind. He was not there. And then like, just, you know, from from my angle, what I always tell people is like, or what I told you all, I should say, like when when this was going on, I remember it. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, man, I don't remember it kind of shit. There are some parts that are a little bit like, well, I don't remember that. But it felt like I was in the back of the corner of the room staring at y'all do something. Like, I wasn't part of it. Like, I was just watching like, oh, okay, like, this is what they're doing. And then kind of uh, like snapping back into my body, if you will, like, oh, shit, I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, it was, mm -hmm. it was a really weird situation. And... Uh, I, I even said that night, one of the things, and I don't know where it came from, I don't remember why, but I heard humming and I heard whistling like in my head. And I was like, that's cool. And so I remember like at one point I was humming, humming something. Yeah, you started humming something and I was like, what? Yeah, the you fuck? did. I backed up. Yeah. I backed up and I was like, uh, this dude's about to fucking get knocked out because he's possessed. Like, I'm about to hit him as hard as I can. <laughs> and I, believe it or not, what kind of snapped me out of something for a second was I remember sitting there and I saw y'all. It was one of those back of the room feelings. And I heard a voice, which I didn't know at first was the ovulus, but I heard a voice say possessed. And it's like, I snapped forward and I was like, not me. I was like, not me yeah. today. Like, nah. 
Yeah, and, and I, I kept telling you, I kept telling you, Mike, let's get up, let's take a break, let's, let's get out of here. And you're just staring at me like the, the I remember being physically sick. Yeah. Dude, the ovulus was giving us like intelligent responses like that. I mean, we've ex- we've had intelligent responses, but the amount of intelligent responses that we got over the ovulus, like that was insane. And then when we were going back and watching video and, you know, it said, find Zach, like, dude, oh yeah, creepy. That creeped me the fuck out because it said, find Zach. And then what did it, what did the ovulus say after that? Um, no, so ovulus said find. And then we started. Oh, find. I think it was ju- yeah, Joe started saying find what or find who. Oh, yeah, yeah, it said find, and Joe said find what. And then in the background, something said find Zach. Zach. Like, oh, I, I heard it say Zach Bagans. I just heard Zach. I didn't hear, I didn't hear the, the last <laughs> word with Bagans. I just heard find Zach. But, I mean, and so the whole story with that is we were looking for Zach Bagans' autograph down in the basement. Yeah, you know, and and so that us talking about that, you know what I mean? That is a fucking intelligence response. You know what I mean? That's not just something saying, "Oh, find Zach, whatever." That was like legit because we fucking were looking for Zach's signature, and then we found it like randomly out of nowhere, like in some spot that we had. Yeah, it was probably like an hour after that. Yeah, we yeah. That and then you have to remember too that the ovulus before all that happened. We got twice, two different times, basement, like on the audience, oh, yeah. it said yeah. basement. And it was like, you know, the weirdest thing about the whole basement thing was it let it, you know, it led us down there, whatever you want to say. But we didn't get much, to be honest with you, in the basement. It was all the other areas, but. Well, it, we didn't I'll get think, much that we know back, though. Yeah, thinking back when it was saying, find Zach. But it kept saying basement. We found his name in the basement. Yeah. So those could have been correlated together. Yeah, uh, definitely going back on my body cam, I caught a lot of voices when we were in the basement. Uh, one of them is clear as day. Remember that room that had the sad cell? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So in the part where we're walking towards that cell, uh, it shows Joe, and right in the beginning of the video, you hear a lady clear as day. And when y'all when y'all hear it, because I haven't even gotten the footage to scuba yet, but when y'all hear it, you'll be like, "What the fuck?" Uh, it literally just says, "Wait," like that, like clear as day. Oh, okay. So I have I have the audio that you sent me where it says "Find Zach." I'm gonna try to play it on here. I don't know that it'll it'll come out any good because I'm playing it off my phone into the microphone. But we're gonna see if you guys can hear hear what we heard. Here we go. So it said contact. It said find Zach. So we don't know. That wasn't any of us saying contact. I don't, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that from the ovulus. I didn't hear any of you say that. So that right there, that freaked me out because I was like, who the hell was that? Because that clean the cleaned up audio of that, that sounds like there's another person in the room with us. You know what I mean? And it's the it's the same verse that it's it's the same voice that said find Zach. You know what and I mean? The voice maybe they want like, us to contact Zach. Maybe they want me they want me to call him. But, 
Yeah, yeah, give a call, Joe. If you're watching, if you're watching this, Zach Bagans, give us a call. We have a message from a ghost. But you know, the, the weirdest thing about that whole voice was one, like Scuba said, it was the same voice that wasn't ours. But even stranger than that, uh, about voices, some people could say, well, maybe that was Joe or maybe that was TJ and y'all just don't remember. Inside of the hospital, there were several occasions where we heard each other's voice and we heard each other talking, but we were not talking. We were not talking. I was sitting there messing with my camera and I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I, like, I was I was zoned out like I was working on my camera trying to get, you know, all, all my pieces back together and stuff. And. I don't know. Joe said something to me or whatever. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, whoa, I didn't fucking yeah. say anything. Well, that's because TJ and Mike were, okay, I was here. TJ and Mike were over here on the couch and you were on a chair next to me over here. Yeah. And they're they're talking. And all of a sudden, like, I'm I'm looking in your direction. And you go, yeah. And I'm like, I look over, like, who are you talking to? And he looked at me like, uh, like I was stupid. Like, dude, I haven't even said anything. I'm like, Yes, you did. And then, the, then Mike was like, yeah, I thought you guys were having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, another point, Joe was like, I'm going to go outside and I don't know, get something from the van or something like that. And uh, he walks outside. So it's me, Steve, TJ. We're inside the little waiting area. And I hear Joe playing his day talking to someone. And I thought maybe somebody walked up and was checking out the hospital. So I'm kind of keeping an ear out because the place is known for trespassers and stuff. So I'm kind of keeping an ear out. Next thing I know, Joe's walking back in the building and I'm like, hey, who are you talking to? And he was like, nobody. I I put that on anything. I heard his voice talking to someone in the, in the outside the door. Well, dude, when you yeah. when you and Joe went on the outside perimeter of the building, um, to go check the, the other side of the building go around the back. Yeah. I, I went outside to go pee. The guy, I had to pee. You know what I mean? And while I'm standing there taking a piss, I hear rustling in the tall ass grass right there by the fence. And I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck? And I'm right there in front of the car. You know what I mean? So I'm not like a ways off or anything. And I hear like, if somebody's walking through the grass and I thought it was one of you guys. And I was like, Hey, you fuckers, how did y'all get in there? And I didn't get no response. And the walking kept coming and getting closer, getting closer, getting closer. And finally, I was like, hey, TJ, come check this out. And TJ walks out with his camera and he's like, what's up? And I was like, dude, it stopped. Like, it fucking stopped as soon as you came out. I was like, but somebody, it sounded like somebody was walking towards me. And it, you could hear the footsteps. Like, you know how when somebody walks through tall grass or yeah. when you're walking through tall grass, how you can hear your footsteps? That's what it fucking sounded like. But I didn't have my camera or anything on me. But that happened. And I called TJ. I was like, dude, dude, bring your camera. Like, fucking check it out. Somebody's fucking over here. And there was nobody there. I mean, and, and oh. Mike got scratched on his face. I got fucking scratched on my face. And dude, my I, I didn't even know how fucking bad my scratch looked until it was, old, I, it was, up, it was red. Dude, when I saw the video, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was like it melted up. Like, yeah, God, it fucking it hurt, like, dude. And Mike, Mike like had yours you know, was small, but yeah, Mike's was like, yeah, all the way down his face. Yeah. And I was recording scuba reading from the scripture at that point. And uh, the, the craziest thing about that is like, I'm, you know, Scuba's reading the scripture and I'm like thinking of another area I want to go explore already, like in my head, I'm like, okay, blah, blah. And it felt like somebody came up and just pinched my cheek like really quick. And it, it was hard enough to where I was like, hold on, like, stop. You know what I mean? Like I made Scuba mm -hmm. stop reading and I was like, damn, like that hurt. And uh, it was literally, I felt that 
y'all came over, saw I was scratched. I started immediately feeling like, uh, like sick, like I was going to vomit. And uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, man, I don't feel good. It was weird. Well, you know, we could we could talk about Yorktown for fucking an, another hour. You know? Oh, yeah. And because, like I said, up to date, this is probably our most the most activity we've gotten at an investigation. And, and I love the fact that it was just us and we had free reign of the hotel for 12 hours and we were able to get a great investigation in and, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm ready for the next one. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what the I, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind doing your town again, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. In the future. Like that, that's a great place. Yeah, definitely. and then I just want to bring something up real quick because you know we put this, we do these investigations because we like to, yeah. we share it with everyone else because you know we want to share and see. I mean, make your own opinions is what I'm getting at. Yeah. But you know, if you don't believe what we're doing, or if you don't believe what happened, or what we tell you happened, or when we show you a picture of one of us getting scratched, and you know people laugh and you know think it's not true, I fully invite you to one go for yourself. And go check out that kind of stuff because there's, you know, it's like watching ghost adventures. You can, you know, whatever, all day long at something that you're not currently doing. But one, we're not asking you to believe it. We're just presenting the evidence to you and you make your own suggestions from there. Uh, but it is because it's what we like to do. So, yeah, you know, and, and, and I do get people like that too that are like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. you know what? That's fine. Like Mike said, that's fine. But go do it yourself. You know what I mean? And if you have done it yourself and you didn't get any any reaction from it, hey, then I mean, it happens because, like I said, we don't always get evidence of, of, of you know, going on. So sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you're not. So, but with that, you know, we have a this is probably the longest episode ever of Somewhat Supernatural. So, fellas, once again, I want to thank you for jumping on. I hope you will join me next time for our next episode. If you would like, you're more than welcome to hop on whenever. Um, before we go, I just want to leave you guys with a little quote that Arthur C. Clarke once wrote. It says, there stand, there stand 30 ghosts, for that is the ratio by which the dead outnumber the living. So think about that. I'll see you guys later. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.